look, I know this is the boring stuff of business and this isn't like the most exciting podcast episode ever, but I can guarantee you if you start implementing just these basics in your business, it's going to start empowering you to make better decisions in your business. Welcome to the No BS Business School Podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Hey you, and welcome back to another episode of No BS Business School. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you will have heard that I've gone through a recent rebranding. And I had a few episodes on the podcast where I kind of said some things. I called some things out. And I felt that it was important to talk about them, but I also feel it's not important to dwell on it all. So moving forward, I'm really going to be diving into a lot of episodes that are coming up that are going to really help you as an expert, a subject matter expert in your specific niche to learn the things that you need to know to become a business expert. Because I found that there's a lot of gaps in knowledge that we just don't know when we start a business. And a lot of those things are not covered in the courses we take, in the accounts that we follow on Instagram, in the webinars that we go to, and it's leaving big blind spots in your business. So I'm going to be going old school on the podcast for a bit and coming down with some really nitty gritty episodes that will be fast, full of the things you do need to know in a really concentrated style, and then help you to be able to implement it in your business immediately. And today we are starting with something that nobody wants to talk about, but everybody needs to be doing, and that is tracking your data. Data tracking is one of the most important things that you can do in your business, but it's really hard to know where to start because there's so many metrics to keep track of, and it can be really overwhelming when you start thinking about it. So I want to remove the overwhelm, and I'm just going to talk about the key data that you need to look at monthly, quarterly, and annually. And to make this process easier for you, I have a free cheat sheet and a data tracker that I've made for you that you can get for free if you head over to janditchell.co forward slash 205, which is the episode of this podcast. So that's janditchfield.co forward slash 205. Go there, grab your cheat sheet and your free data tracker so you can implement this after you listen to this episode. Okay. Let's jump in. Why do you need to track your data? Your data is going to be the thing that tells you what to do in your business and stops the guessing and the spaghetti throwing. And we spend a lot of time guessing and wondering what's actually working within our business and resonating with our audience. That can be stopped if we looked at our numbers on a regular basis. And while there are a lot of numbers that you could be looking at in your business, I'm just going to focus on key metrics that matter. And that is your revenue, your social media. Yes, I said that. Your podcast metrics or your blog or your YouTube metrics, if you have those instead. Your email list and your website. That's all we're covering today. The great thing about this is when you implement it and you start doing this for a couple of months, 
is that you'll very quickly start seeing the things in your business that are working and the holes that you need to plug. Your data will tell you what to do. And that will help you know where to put more effort and energy and what to get rid of that's not serving you. You can track data on a weekly basis, but I honestly don't think you really need to. Not until you get to be at a bigger size in your business and you have maybe more things rolling like team members that you want to be tracking their performance on or your revenue is really kicked in and you want to know where things are coming from on a weekly basis. But for most of us, myself included, monthly is where I start. And the thing that you do want to make sure you do is add this as a permanent task on your calendar that on the first of the month, you will sit down, look at the past 30 31 days, 28 if you're in February, and put this information into that tracker that you downloaded. Make it a habit because that habit is going to lead to more money in your business very quickly. So what do I want you to look at monthly? First is obviously going to be your revenue. Your monthly goal is going to be based on your overall goal for the year broken down into the best times for you to sell. So if you have a goal of $100,000 in your business, you don't need to just take that and divide it by 12. You should actually understand the pulse of your business a little more clearly. There are going to be some months that you will make more money and some months that you will make less money. So set a goal for every single month that you want to be able to achieve based on past performance. And if you don't have past performance because you've never tracked it or looked at it, then base it on some educated guessing. And you can adjust as you go. After about six months of tracking, you'll start to see the rhythms and the patterns and you can adjust the last end of your year to make sure that you're actually setting goals that are going to be achievable. So every month you want to be recording what was your gross revenue generated for that month and then how far off were you from your target. And if you missed it, you're going to have to adjust the other months to make up that money if you want to hit your big hairy goal or if you achieved it, you know that you can kind of take it easy somewhere or you can double down if you really want to blow your goal out of the water. But either way, you want to be looking at your gross revenue month by month. The next metric we're going to track is our email list. Now, if you don't have an email list, then I want you to start one. So put a pin in this episode and go sign up for something. Convert Kit is my personal favorite. I'll link it in the show notes but get started building an email list because without it, you have no leads. And what you want to be tracking on the monthly basis is the overall size of your email list, your net subscriber growth. So the number of people who are on your list minus your unsubscribes. You want to also track the number of unsubscribes you have. And I like making notes monthly of what I was selling or how hard I was pushing something based on my unsubscribes. Because I find months that I'm really being heavy with my sales, I have a lot more unsubscribes than months that I'm just really more focused on nurturing content. So you want to make sure that you're marking that down, even in a little note inside of that Excel spreadsheet that I made for you, so that you can watch for those trends and patterns and you can be prepared for them when you see them. You also want to be tracking monthly your email open rate and your click-through rate. So what is that percentage of people that actually click on the links that you put into your emails monthly? Again, if you want to get really nitty gritty, you can do this with your overall email list weekly, but I don't really think it's necessary. And there's other things I'd rather see you put put your attention on at this stage of your business 
that are going to actually pay off for you long-term. Your monthly view will give you a lot of information right off the bat. One of the great things about tracking your email list growth is it's going to also start giving you key indications on the topics that you talk about that people want to read more about and the things you say that they don't want to read about. Sales aside, if you're just sending out emails with reminders for people to read your blog or to watch your latest YouTube video or to listen to a podcast episode, are there themes that are showing up that get more interest than others? And are there things that cause more unsubscribes, which are not necessarily a bad thing, I'm going to say that, than other themes that you talk about that people stay on your list for? The goals you want to be looking at as far as your email list for open rate and your click-through rate are going to really vary niche to niche. But generally, if you can shoot for a 30 to 40% open rate and a 2% to 3% click-through rate, you're rocking it. Anything above that, keep doing what you're doing. Anything below it, you might want to look at what you're doing again and your data will tell you. Next, we want to be tracking our social media. And for your social media, I want you to look at your total reach for the month, your total engagement, and your net following growth first. So how many people did you keep as followers versus the people who left you? We're going to use the same feelings about that that we have about unsubscribes on our email list. And it's just data. It's not personal. Bless them and let them find somebody that's a better fit for them. After you have those three things tracking, what you want to look at next has more to do with your actual content. So I want you to track your total story views, your total reels engagement, and your total post engagement for the month. Because just like with your email list, this is going to tell you the things that you're talking about the styles you're using, how often you're showing up or not showing up, and what your audience resonates with the most. And it will help you stop feeling like you're guessing all the time to create content and start being able to say, oh, when I do that, my audience likes it. When I do that, they do not like it. I find one of the things that's really helpful with this when you track your data this religiously is that it's going to help you in sales times, like the periods of selling, when you know your reach is going to drop and your engagement will drop, to be able to pepper in content to get it to boost back up again. So I'm very strategic about placing things in between my sales cycles or during a sales cycle that is engagement focused. So I can get people to come back to me and pay attention to what I'm doing. And then I can slide another sales conversation in there when I have more eyes on me. Instead of losing that drop, 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 that happens if you're just selling and never actually putting any content out that's engagement-based. Next monthly, you're going to look at your podcast or your blog or your YouTube channel, and we want to look at total downloads for the month, total views for your YouTube channel, or the total amount of posts that had been read on your blog. I'm just going to talk to the specifics of podcasting for a moment because this is what I do. But if you have a podcast, one of the things to keep in mind is that you really want to be looking at the overall body of your work, not just focusing on individual episodes. And I find this hard to do. I'll be very transparent because I get worried sometimes if I've done an episode that people just didn't like that or didn't resonate to it. And it's important to track that. But the overall show is what you want to be really concerned about. Is it trending upward? Have there been big changes year to year? If you have month-to-month changes, is it based on the fact that there's a seasonal change happening? 
Could it be related to your content? And you won't know those things unless you track your data on a regular basis so you can look back and compare. I had a big slowdown in downloads this year during the summer season, and I was really worried about it. And when I went and looked last year to this year, I noticed that the entire slowdown shifted by one month, and that was because my audience shifted. A lot of my listenership is now in the States. Hello, if you are listening from the U.S. And because I serve so many women who are mothers, the school system in the States is different than the school system in Canada for when summer season, when things get let out. So that download hiccup, so to speak, was because of the fact that my audience changed. But if I wasn't tracking my data, I wouldn't have known that. And I would have just assumed that it was something that was content related versus just being life circumstances. And you're never going to make every episode you do be a fantastic episode or the best blog or the best YouTube video you've ever done. But that overall body of work, you always want it to be tracking forward. So just look at your total downloads monthly. So that's all I want you to look at for the month. Your revenue, your email list, your social media, and then whatever your platform of choices that you use for your thought leadership. Podcast, blog, YouTube channel. Next quarterly, what I want you to dive into, again, is your revenue. You want to be looking at your quarterly goals to see how you're doing, again, in comparison to that overall annual goal, and to make sure you're on track. Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. This is going to provide you with an idea of how profitable your business is, how successful your sales systems are, and if you are actually growing your business month to month and year to year. Because we want to see that growth going up, not sliding backwards. And when we track this way and we're so careful about watching our revenue numbers, we will find holes in our systems really quickly. And it's going to help you be reactive, especially at those times of the year when things are slower, to know what to do. Do you need to add another launch? Do you need to do a flash sale? Do you need to do a cash injection event? And the only way you're going to know that is if you look quarter to quarter to quarter. And if you grab that spreadsheet that I talked about at janditfield.co forward slash 205, I've already set it up to do that for you. All you need to do is just go enter your numbers. The other thing you want to look at quarterly has to do with your website. I know there's some people who are going to tell you you need to track everything on your website, but I'm going to give you a little bit of grace on this because I don't even do it. There's just a couple of key areas that we want to keep an eye on that will give us enough information right now that we can figure out what to do if something's not performing. So we want to look at your web page views, your bounce rate, the session time, so how long people actually hang out on your website, and then how many new subscribers that you got on your opt-ins. That one is important. I'd like you to see you shoot for a rate of the 5% of the people that actually land on your website convert into new subscribers on your opt-in. If you can get that kind of conversion happening where you can pull 5% of the people off of your website onto your email list, you're doing something really well. So having that website optimized is incredibly important. And I'm going to be talking more about this on an upcoming podcast because I love talking about web design, but I still think that not enough of us are actually investing in making sure that we have our site set up to sell and capture leads. We're just really focused on making them pretty, and that's not actually going to help you make more money. Pretty and converting 
That's what we want to go for. And after that, we're going to now move on to our annual metrics. And annually, what we want to be looking at is our annual revenue, because we want to compare this year to year. How much money are you actually grossing? I'll do another podcast episode in the future about profit. But right now, let's just talk about grossing. How much revenue are you generating in your business annually? And is it performing on an upward trend or are you sliding down from what you had in the past? And then lastly, the last thing I want you to look at annually is going to be, again, your metrics regarding your platform of choice, podcast, blog, YouTube. What are the total downloads for the entire year? And if you've set a goal for this, are you tracking against your goal or do you need to make some adjustments? And then the other thing I want to look you to look at, which is a little bit more of a vanity metric, but I still would like you to look at it, is what is your actual ranking of your podcast? Again, I'm going to be podcast specific here on listen notes. So are you a top three, a top five, a top 25? Where are you sitting? Are you even ranking at all? Because that number will come into play with some conversations that you might be having as far as opportunities to get bigger people on your show, maybe sponsorship deals in the future. And also it's a nice little bragging right. And for me, I like using it as something to help push me to get my show up the charts higher and help me be able to understand if I'm really making content that resonates or if I need to be making some adjustments. But that annual view, it's enough for you to be able to do the things you need to do to make better, more informed decisions in your business. So let's recap that. First, I want you to go to jandishwell.co forward slash 205 and grab my cheat sheet and my free download tracker for you so you can implement everything I talked about today. And then monthly, I want you to start tracking your revenue, month to month, your email list, your social media, and your podcast, your YouTube channel, or your blog. Quarterly, I want you to look at your revenue and your website and annually, I want you to look at your, your revenue again and your podcast metrics for the entire year. Look, I know this is the boring stuff of business and this isn't like the most exciting podcast episode ever, but I can guarantee you if you start implementing just these basics in your business, it's going to start empowering you to make better decisions in your business. And you're going to start thinking like an owner versus thinking like an expert all the time. And the more you think like an owner and combine it with your already existing expertise, the more impact you're going to have and the more you're driving toward having a very strong legacy-based business. And I believe so much in the boring things of business and the importance of them that I've created an entirely new program, which is my program called Legacy, which is a 12-month mastermind with personalized mentorship in it, just to be able to help you get dialed in on those things that no one ever teaches you but is so incredibly important to your overall success, which is mastering business acumen and falling in love with the boring things that lead to money. And I don't know about you, but to me, the more money I make and the more people I can help, well, I'll take that all day long. So as I move forward on my mission to help you fall in love with the boring parts of your business, make sure you grab that download at janditchfield.co forward slash 205 and get tracking. I can guarantee it's an hour on your calendar that you do once a month, once a quarter, and once a year that will truly pay off 
when it comes to the return on your time and your investment. And until next time, stay resilient. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishville.co. Stay resilient and I'll catch you on the next episode.